is the Emergency Medical Minute. ...being uh, a diagnosis of Guillain-Barre syndrome. <laughs> Look at that, overachievers. So uh, I was going to talk a little bit about the epidemiology, the ideology, workup treatment and disposition for that condition. So as far as the epidemiology, it's about one or two patients per 100,000. Uh, so it's rare. I mean, you know, Denver has something like, uh, or Colorado, 4 million people, Denver metropolitan area, 2 million people. So you're looking at maybe 10 to 20 cases per year in Denver. Um, as far as the uh, etiology, uh, does anyone know? Uh, it ends up that it's somewhat idiopathic, uh, but about 60% of patients uh, uh, report an antecedent illness within the uh, pre preceding four to six weeks. Uh, diarrheal illness would be the most common. C. Campylobacter jejuni is identified as 30% uh, uh, of the causes. CMV infection, 10%, uh, and others. Uh, just some non-specific viral illness. Does anyone have a sense of what could be, what could be, why, why that is related? So, you know, similar to a condition like diabetes, uh, type one, where they postulate that it's some sort of molecular mimicry where you have a viral infection uh, in uh, diabetes, perhaps, as a, as a, as a postulate. Uh, in this case, C. jejuni or CMV. You create antibodies to that infection, and those antibodies bind to, you know, what end up being a, a, a component of uh, uh, membranes of uh, nerves. Okay, so it ends up that uh, peripheral nerves have Schwann cells on them that create a myelin protein, uh, and there's various causes and various antibodies, uh, but the most common uh, is an antibody uh, to a component of those myelin sheets that cause that to degenerate. As far as workup, it's generally a clinical presentation in the ER, plus or minus a spinal tap. In general, because of that uh, autoimmune reaction or inflammatory reaction, uh, the spinal fluid generally has uh, protein, but no cells. Um, inpatient, they can do uh, nerve conduction studies um, and send serologies for those antibodies. As far as the treatment, uh, this patient was admitted. Uh, does anyone know what the treatment is for this? If it's caused by antibodies? What's that? It's largely supportive, but pla plasmapheresis. Uh -huh. So it ends up that IVIG and plasmapheresis are considered equivalent, generally for ease of uh, administration and uh, treatment. Uh, uh, people start with uh, IVIG. This particular patient was actually readmitted uh, because she was uh, she actually relapsed somewhat, which is unusual. And she started with a course of IVIG, which was three days, and then got readmitted. Uh, that's when I saw her uh, for plasmapheresis. The natural history of the disease is that about 15% uh, can go on to respiratory failure, which is sort of a dreaded complication. And as far as respiratory therapy, they get monitored in terms of, you know, uh, maybe our, right? So at force vital capacities and uh, negative inspiratory pressures, so those are respiratory parameters where they get monitored for respiratory failure. And then uh, oftentimes they get uh, dispo to a rehab facility, but the natural history is that 85% recover fully. So I uh, had, had that case come up a couple of times, uh, so 
thought it was interesting. Yeah. Does anyone have any questions on that? Emergency Medical Minute is, and always will be, about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.